Hello and welcome to Funny Science Fiction, the live edition. Hey, 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 welcome to Funny Science Fiction, the live edition of this here podcast. The show that makes the worst villains look like the good guys. Oh, wow. Deep dive with the deprecating humor tonight. I like it. Yeah, well, you know. I I like me a good villain. Well, I figured we're talking about some villain. Nice. Nice. Oh, wow. Okay. Nice laugh there. All right. uh, I figured, hey, we're going to talk about some villains tonight. We might as well have some villainous humor to get us started. Ish. And before we get into tonight's show, we need to say thanks to our show partners, River City Tees and Level Up Lightsabers. Or Level Up Sabers. Yes, the recently rebranded Level Up Sabers. But let's roll the beautiful nerd footage. With over 700 designs to choose from, River City Tees has something for everyone. Need some new nerd merch? River City Tees has you covered. Need funny or sarcastic designs? River City Tees has you covered. Are you looking for a new logo or custom design? Whether you need one or 100, River City Tees has you covered. With multiple colors and options for each and every design. With things to choose from like shirts, hoodies, phone cases, coffee mugs, and so much more. Be sure to follow River City Tees on Facebook and Instagram. If you do, you'll get the latest on designs and information about upcoming sales. River City Tees. Let's make a shirt together. All right, and next up, Level Up Sabers. As you guys already see, those are in the comments, and they're also in the show notes. Tim's on top of it tonight. Way to go, Tim. I'm in fire. In fire. No, on fire. I don't want to be in fire. I'm on. Or do I want to be on fire? Either way, it sounds uncomfortable. Really Never want mind. to be on fire? Or in the fire. Either way, it's bad, right? As long as it's not your pants, we're okay. <laughs> oh, yes. If your pants are on fire, then we have liar, liar issues. Well, then you're a liar, liar. Exactly. <laughs> there's, there's other issues. And I even have, I even have this one all ready to go. So, all right, guys. If you're you want to buy us a coffee, I, I know, right? I'm pushing well, 30. You're going to kill me over here. Well, yeah, exactly. <laughs> you're getting old. So if you guys want to buy us a coffee, you can help us uh, continue to make this absurd content that you're viewing at the moment or listening to at the moment. <laughs> and uh, it helps us to, to offset some of our costs and continue to make this content here. Uh, but also, as you're watching here on YouTube, please take a moment to subscribe to our show on youtube it's going to help tremendously and our facebook user is pushing dead whichever one that is tonight and i do appreciate a good rage against the machine reference so well done you was oh it's ron ron lip it ron you're not pushing dead you're you're pushing something you're pushing awesome i don't know about dead but but yeah limits shopping carts probably yeah buttons (laughs) 
<laughs> he's married. I didn't say, you know. So, all right. I'm going to shut up before I, I push it any farther. I think we're hilarious. Well, I tend to think so as well. Nick, I think, is at this point, it's just like, yeah, whatever. Just you this guys do what you This is why Tim do. does not make a good villain because he sits there and talks and talks and talks and just doesn't no, no. get on with the thing. No, that would actually make me the best villain because every villain you've ever watched ever monologues until they drive somebody insane. They never I, actually I, get around to the death. They never get to the killing. I have met a couple of villains that have done that and they monologued after they did the deed. <laughs> well, you, let's you welcome. Met, you met villains who killed people? You watched them kill the people? Well, it was an off screen death, so. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, like how we're clarifying the level of deaths that are okay. Uh, yeah. Let's welcome our guest tonight from Mono Rants, the boys podcast. We have Niall and Kiara. All right. Welcome, guys. We're having some hey, video issues, but welcome. We're glad to have you. Yeah. Thanks, thanks for, having for having us on. Us. I think yeah. Kiara just manifested our camera into not working because she hates being on camera, but uh, we'll power through. But now I'm the only, <laughs> I'm the only girl that we can be seen Makes me at the cool. moment that's a good thing because it's midnight here yeah oh, and i'm in my dressing gown <laughs> well props to you guys so if you guys are listening uh our our guests tonight uh, the mono rants podcast are from ireland and they are uh, very gracious enough to stay up to at starting at midnight right now for them and they're going to be on with us at the midnight hour so thank you guys for uh for pushing through the the sleepies and and uh, being on with us, uh, no, with or without camera. We're going to stay up late, swap man-to-man stars, and then in the morning, I'm making waffles. <laughs> I love waffles. <gasps> Waffle fries. Ooh. All right. But before we get into our show, can you tell us more about Mono Rants and where our viewers and listeners can find your podcast? Uh, we're available on most podcast uh, providers. As far as I'm aware, if there's um, any that we're not on that that people use, let us know. But your usual spot, uh, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spreaker, Good Pods, the whole lot. And we cover we have two podcasts. Uh, the first one you mentioned already is Mono Rants the Boys. As our, our main pod, we cover all the episodes of Amazon's superhero TV show, The Boys, and their little uh, animated spinoff they did a few months ago, Diabolical. Mm-hmm. And while we were waiting between seasons of The Boys, we started covering some of our favorite movies over on Monorants the Movies. Awesome. Excellent. excellent. I'm going to have to check out your boys' podcast. I That show is so much fun. It is yeah, so our, long on so many levels. but and our, our podcast is probably as not safe for work as the show, just as a warning for people. Oof, good to know. <laughs> I am excited about season three, though. Oh, I can't wait. Cannot wait. Jensen Ackles, but I'm sorry, I'm good. I started watching oh, no, season that, one. That's a very, very good thing because I loved him when he voiced Under the Red Hood. So mm. to see him do basically a live action version of that character, a, a parody of it, I'm very, very excited about that. Plus, he's going to be playing the villain. So, face for tonight. There you go. Yeah, I started watching it, but I don't think I, I think I, I just kind of, not that I wasn't liking it or or i got i don't know why i just i just kind of drifted off i got just it's very i'm squirrel brained so that doesn't help anything (laughs) it's very full-on as a show i will say that like if you're not kind of 
into it straight away yeah it might not be something that grabs you and holds you holds you the whole way through but for us it's we're massive fans of the comics so we've been waiting for it for years it was one of the things that my husband started watching and i walked into our bedroom one night and did the what on earth is this oh, and, and he told me and then, <laughs> and then i started watching it with him and i'm like okay no this is this is fantastic like I had put our daughter to bed and came into the C4 scene and it was the, wait, oh, nice. <laughs> wait, wait they did what with the what and the where? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah somehow I got hooked on it. So that's, that's an interesting introduction scene. All right. Mm -hmm. I don't remember that. So clearly I need to go. Back oh yeah. You need, if you don't remember the C4 scene, you <laughs> so, did not watch. So clearly this is something that would stick with me if I had seen it. Yes. Yeah. It's second episode as well, so. There's a naked woman <laughs> in a page. <laughs> if remember. that helps. You'd remember. Okay. All right. Well, no, I don't remember, so clearly I need to go back. <laughs> All right. Well, I'll add that to my list of things to go back to. I'm, uh, yeah, the gnome went where? Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> you're still muted. You're you're muted over there, Nick, although we do prefer that at times. Um. <laughs> <laughs> nice callback, John, to a very, very far back episode of ours <laughs> with Guy Sklanders. Actually, that was episode two. We're on episode 81 this week. That was on episode two. So, yeah. He's um, making an episode two reference about episode two of The Boys, though. I got to get John Lost Prop there. That was that's impressive. It's, it's actually kind of impressive. Yeah. Uh, he does so, that sometimes. Look at him go getting all this stuff done and, and sometimes he's and and being impressive along the way all right so let's 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 jump into the topics for tonight before we waste too much more time because i could ramble the rest of the night because again squirrel brain That's what you do. all right so uh so th for the reason why i have assembled you all here together um <laughs> if you're wondering why i brought you all here so, <laughs> so tonight we're gonna start with the topic of moon night yeah Anybody, raise your hand if you were confused by the conclusion of Moon Knight. You can't see, but my hand is up. Okay, good. <laughs> All right. As much as mild annoyance. That too. Yeah. Yeah. I I was really hoping for many more answers out of Moon Knight than than what we got. And I maybe... satisfaction. <laughs> I, I, I did not get it. No, I don't think anybody did really. I think it's uh but I, I think that there's they're hinting that there may or may not be a, a secondary season of this show. And I'm you know, I was hoping that maybe that this was going to send, you know, a launch into uh, Doctor Strange 2. And I haven't seen that Doctor Strange 2 yet. So I don't know if there's any connection there, but I don't based on the way it ended. I don't think that there is. Honestly, at this point in the MCU, I'm not sure there's connections anywhere to anything. It Ever. seems very loose right now, right? None of Am it I... makes sense right now. I think that's probably for the better because certainly coming to the end of Endgame, and well, I kind of after Endgame, there was so much, I thought, ridiculous speculation about every little bit of information they released about what was coming out and mm -hmm. what film would be when and what would be a series, and everybody was speculating like crazy. And I think maybe they just want to be able to take a step back from that and go, right, well, see that we can get these movies to stand alone and these series to stand alone first before we try and work 
out how to weave them all together because I think that's where DC went wrong at the start. Yeah. And if you think back to phase one, you know, Iron Man was just the Iron Man movie and, and Captain America was just the Captain America movie. And then it wasn't until we got the first Avengers film. And even then, that was only very loosely tying together the characters rather than anything that happened in those movies. Right. Yeah. Well, I kind of felt like they they went back after those and started retconning things and, t- and tying together the loose oh, knots, yeah. <laughs> you know, and, and to make it a, a more of a connected story. I kind because, of feel, though, with the current multiverse that it's the look at this buffet of superheroes we have for you. And they just threw all of us threw them all at us at the same time. And I mean, that's, that that's great. There's, there's so much to take from, but I, I don't know where to begin. Yeah. The, They're kind of using the spaghetti method at the minute. Throw it all at the wall and see what sticks. Yeah, yeah. basically. Um, they've managed to ensnare a massive audience with the whole MCU run. And now it's trying to retain that audience, but in a kind of, more niche way so t- they are targeting specific age groups and things like that more now yeah. as opposed to the movies which were extremely family friendly yeah yeah right which i mean i tim said he hasn't seen um dr strange i did it is definitely not family friendly <laughs> like no i heard somebody say that um sam raimi snuck uh evil dead 4 into multiverse of madness it's weird. <laughs> it is weird. Like my husband and I walked out of there, and I'm like, mm, no. Oh, like walked out. Walked out. Watched. No, walked out after the movie. I think. No, like, yeah, oh, we, watched, okay. we watched the whole thing, but it was the, I don't know, any of what just happened. In a good None way, or happens. in a good way, or in a like. Uh, that's how I felt after watching Eternals, but in a bad way. No, it, it's. Eternals was just a hot mess. Yes. Uh, Start to finish. Eternals was such a hot mess. I had such high hopes for that movie and and the possibility of that being able to tie some things in. I'm hoping that, that again, is another movie that I was hoping that was going to get tied in together somewhere, but I haven't seen it yet. And I'm just, I'm very confused by what Eternals was supposed to be. And And speaking of, that was one of the things I was thinking about when we were watching Moon Knight and they started to introduce the Egyptian gods. I was like, what what level of of like interaction and power will the like Egyptian gods gods have with things like the Eternals or mm-hmm. the, right. the the TVA Asgardians. from Loki or yeah, the Asgard? Where where would they sit in the hierarchy of power? Like Yeah. We have no clue. <laughs> I don't think anybody has a clue. No. Like no no. But, now, did you guys did you guys stick around and, and watch the the post credit scene after the end of the episode? Uh, yeah, yes. yeah, because that <laughs> up to that, I sat there watching the credits, ranting and raving at the screen, going, "But <laughs> why? And how about this? And what about this? And and if this if and we don't that... get a scene now that answers these questions, I'm going to be so annoyed." And there's the bit in the credits with the three masks, but we'd only seen two of them, and we were like, "Where's the third one? Why hasn't that happened? You can't not." Tell me the answers. Yeah. Right. So, I, yeah. The post credit scene answered most of the questions I had that were around Stephen and Mark's character. But Right. What? Yeah. With the introduction of, of Jake, the actual introduction of Jake. Now, I hmm. think that we actually saw Jake in episode, I think, five uh, or was it four? 
where they're sitting. I can't remember, but they're sitting there. They're getting interviewed by the uh, Dr. Harrow at the Institute. Uh, five is Asylum. Okay. Then it was in five. We yeah, but uh, technically saw him in other episodes. They just we didn't see him. See him. It was it was more pronounced in the asylum episode, because you know there was the 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 version of Stephen that was all put together and and you know nice and very prim and proper, right? And then there was the 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 Mark who was angry and yelling and looked a little disheveled, and then it, the the screen kind of went fuzzy, and then all of a sudden you know there's this guy sitting there who's got, you know, uh, uh, bandages over his nose, looks like a black eye, pretty well mm-hmm. beat up and stuff. I'm pretty sure that was supposed to be Jake. Yeah, because yeah, he's the one who's more uh, rough and rowdy. So and it would appear that, uh, Niall, that you're not the only one who would uh, rant at the screen. Yeah, so she you're, totally you're does that. <laughs> good. Sorry. Yeah, I, like worse than I, people yelling at football games. I, I look. I yell at sporting events. I also yell at, at at movies and and things when I'm probably not supposed to. But that's not the point. I yell at mostly with dogs. mostly with kids on my lawn. But that's a whole other story. Oh, that's <laughs> just because you're old. Shut up. Nobody likes you. All I, right. So one person in the world likes me. Just, well, probably two. They both live with you. Who it is. Well, yeah. All right. So. What are you guys' thoughts with, about Moon Knight moving forward? Are you hoping for a second season? Are you hoping to get more? Because it seems like it, like Jason Taylor said earlier, that he enjoyed the isolated story. I too think that now it's an isolated story. I was, and I think that they're setting up for something else. Do you think there needs to be a second season to continue, or that they could just take from this and jump to something else? What think- else would they jump to from that? That's the only thing that I was thinking. If they didn't go for a second season. Where would you put Moon Knight? Right. Unless they're like introducing characters to go into the next, I mean, the new Avengers, but these aren't even the new Avengers. Like, Mm-mm. yeah, because there, there's uh, my only thought is, is, and I right there with Jason is that it's wow. going to roll somehow into Blade. And I was hoping that we were going to see the Dark Knight from Eternals show up in here somewhere along with Blade. And, you know, because, you know, uh, uh, Stephen was in London, and I was kind of hoping that that somehow that would all tie in, and we'd see something along with those, and that that maybe this might be the I think they called it, and I, I didn't read a whole lot of these when I was a kid. I remember seeing them, but it was almost like the uh, the British Avengers. They called them the MI13, I think, but mm-hmm. they 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 focused a little more on on the supernatural side of stories and things like that, which would actually fit with Moon Knight, Blade, and, and Dark Knight if that were to happen. I was kind of hoping for that, but... It would be more along the lines of Justice League Dark, where it would be more magic-based version of yeah. the Avengers. Mm. That would yeah. be an interesting route for them to take because they've got the introduction of magic with Doctor Strange, and that right. opened up a whole new world of dimensions and things that they could play with as opposed right. to kind of straight save the universe. I'm I'm not quite up on my um, Marvel lore as I would be my DC. Is Black Knight? Okay. That's um, that was what was teased at the end of uh, Eternals. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was the guy that was standing there opening, and you know, and one it was starting to look at the blade, and then we the the, yeah. the sword there, and you heard Blade's voice off camera. You never saw oh, him, yeah. you know, and asking him if I, I, I could. No, that was the other one. All right. 
That was the other one. <laughs> when, when One Direction showed up. One Direction? <laughs> yeah, I'm still not sure how that I'm... Look, I know they're stepbrothers and all, and, you know, uh, there's the whole Thor and Loki comparison, but I'm still not sure that I'm sold on Harry Styles being, uh, you know... Well, doesn't that create a problem? I, I, had, I had to look up who Harry Styles was supposed to be after watching that, that post credit scene. Yeah, and, still, still wasn't um, very sure. I had to look it up, too. He's... Um, half deviant or half eternal or something like that, and Thanos yeah. is also supposed to be. So yeah, should Eternals have gotten involved with the whole snap thing then? But that's a whole other story. Yeah, because yeah, they were saying that they were they had to sit off onto the side. So I'm not really sure what's going on there. But yeah, like I said, that whole movie was a hot mess start to finish, and none of it really made sense. And no. when, just when I thought it started to make sense, they went Kitty Wampus the opposite direction. So you know, what are you gonna do? But I mean, if they are going to make the transition to the more of the, the supernatural, darker side of the comics, then that would almost make multiverse make sense. Like, Doctor Strange 2 would almost make more sense if that's where they're going with it. Interesting. It would be a fun way to go because the superhero, the traditional superhero thing has kind of been done to death at this mm -hmm. point. Mm. Um, and to kind of shift more into the magic realm, I think would be, I, I it would breathe new life into a franchise as well. Yeah. And for the kids that don't necessarily want to be the superheroes, they have a whole new plethora of characters to choose from who deal with diff things differently. Oh, the poor, the poor goth teenagers need some idols too. Yeah, they do. <laughs> <laughs> they do. All those, all those hot topic kids can watch Moon Knight. And well, Blade. there you go. Yeah, I was, uh, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm hoping for, and I agree for the most part, that a lot of the, the superhero stuff has been kind of run aground. Although, for the most part, it, it, look, it, if they make a superhero I'm movie, I'm, I'm, I'm still going to watch. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm a big enough nerd that I'm, I'll be like, shut up and take my money. I'm still going to watch it. Exactly. Um, but I, I, I'm hoping that we get to see like more of these smaller base characters who... You know, like That's why I loved originally the, the run of Marvel's Jessica Jones and Luke Cage. Mm-hmm. Um, although they, they made, uh, you know, iron fist, a dumpster fire, uh, and then that needs to be corrected very, very soon and not with the same actor. But, um, you know, I, I like the, the idea of bringing some of these smaller characters to the bigger screens and letting their stories build. Maybe they have a lower power tier, you know, um, you know, I don't know, but I don't It'll know. It'll be interesting we'll, we'll see. to see where they go. Yeah, that's the thing. I'm I'm kind of curious. I'm kind of curious now to see where Moon Knight goes from this finale because the finale left a lot of open doors and a lot of questions. Um, let's see what's Jason saying here? He said uh, Jason says with the end of Doctor Strange, we'll be connecting Loki and Stranger's story into the third Strange show or what's next. It'll all lead to Secret Wars. I I okay. If it leads to Secret Wars, I'm cool with that. Um. I don't. Mm, I don't know how you're going to connect Doctor <laughs> Strange to Loki, though. I love you, Jason. Uh, the, the show Marvel did it with Iron Fist. Never seen a superhero not be super and sit in in a meeting. They did it. They sure did. Yeah, they killed it. Like literally. I, I legitimately don't know how you would make the connection between the Loki series and Doctor Strange too. Like somewhere not, on the. 
actually, I, I can see it because at the end of the Loki series, there was the, you know, with the watcher there and, and everything that was going on. And there's the multiverse outside of his doors. There's a, a very easy possibility of connection, I think. So I'm just thinking after having literally watched Dr. Strange today, like, well, yeah, you got me there. I haven't seen it. I'm basing it on. I don't know. I mean, obviously it'll fit because something cracked and something is going bonkers. Right. So. I think we're going to get the Darth Ennis. I don't know. It's all confusing. Yeah, I'm gonna. I I guess I'll reserve most most of my judgment or, or thought on that once I actually go and see the movie. Um, but yeah, it's weird. I believe that. I believe that. All right, let's shift gears here. Uh, just real briefly, I know that you all know that I am not the world's biggest Star Trek fan. Ooh, shocking! Oh. I, I Nick looks very surprised and, and and shocked at this. He's like, not no, really. not really. <laughs> but I did watch uh, the new Star Trek: Strange New World, and I really, actually, very much enjoyed it. I was surprised how much I enjoyed. Uh, Strange New World. Um, I do have one little small complaint. I don't like their Spock. Ethan Peck, he's a good actor. I like him as an actor. I like everything about him. It's just, I don't know. I never saw Leonard Nimoy's version of Spock or um, uh, Zachary Quinto's version of Spock has this big muscle bound man in the first episode, this dude standing there without his shirt off. He looks like he's a linebacker uh, for American football who looks like he could bench press half the, you know, half the, the track. And I don't know. He's got his, he also has have an amazingly deep voice. Spuck? I'm sorry. What's that? Have they got a beefy Spuck? Hang on. I'm Cause I haven't seen any of this yet. Yeah. He's, he's, we well, he was also have... on discovery. His name is Ethan Peck. He's a great actor. I have nothing wrong with him, you know, and I would actually love to have him on the show and talk with him. I just I'm 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 not used to Spock being a little more uh muscly. Beefcake. Yeah, he's a little oh, he's a little he more is. <laughs> She's yeah. like, Yeah, he is. Is always, Vulcans have always been viewed as this kind of very their their intellect over their physical prowess. Mm. Um, it was quite slender and that oh. seems to be the the body shape they went with <laughs> yeah you know yeah. he's just yeah he's oh, not I, I'm not saying like he's he's ripped and muscle bound and you know but in comparison yeah. to versions of Spock that we've had in the past yeah you yeah. know I just yeah he's he's a bigger dude I'm I, I think he's a good actor, and I think he has the essential qualities to play Spock. He's got the characteristics down. He's got the, you know, you know, the pacing and timing of the voice, and how you know how Spock carried himself. He seems to have all those things. So I'm not, by no means, dogging him as an actor. It's just I was not prepared for shirtless Spock uh, for him to be subtly and uh, more ripped than oh. what I envisioned Spock would have been. That's all. Well, as a as an actor, he's got some. <laughs> He's Gregory some... Peck's grandson. Of course, he's gonna be good. But sorry, sorry. You said Ethan Peck. I started looking up who it was, and I'm like, wait a minute, he looks familiar. That's because Gregory Peck is his grandfather. I'm okay. Yeah, I find uh, your statement illogical, Tim. 
I'm okay with that. Also, whenever you watch Star Trek and you expect anybody to be shirtless, it, it's Kirk. That's Buck, yeah. It's it's generally Kirk. So, yeah. Bingo. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, yeah, that, that was what kind of threw me as well. I just, I wasn't prepared for shirtless Buck. However, the storyline, the pacing, the action, and more importantly, the science in the show, I thought was actually really good. And Jay, if you haven't seen Strange New Worlds, you really need to go to go check it out. Um, you know, it's it's a lot of fun. It's uh, it's on CBS, I think, every Thursday, and also on Paramount Plus. Sulu is also shirtless at, at I times. I actually hadn't heard of it until you mentioned it. So, uh, but yeah, I've I look and for me, a Star Wars guy to go, hey, you guys need to go watch this. I think is actually pretty impressive because, yeah, I typically don't re- recommend. Trek. So I didn't realize it, but our guest last week talked about it briefly. Like he he made mention of it, but we were like, "Oh, I didn't realize Next. that's what it was." Oh yeah, yeah. He talked about it a little bit in, in our interview. Absolutely, he did. So, but yeah, that was that's all part of it. That's all I wanted to say. If you haven't watched Star uh, Star Trek: Strange New Worlds, um, make sure that you go you go check it out. And maybe that's why I like it, Jay. It, it has a bit of a Star Wars influence. That's entirely possible. So, but yeah, it's yeah, just been. I just it was. It was how how unfair I think it is that you're getting all this new Trek, and you're getting all this new Star Wars, and there's one Star franchise that's not getting anything new, and it upsets me greatly. And that's Stargate. Where's the new Stargate? Damn it! So I I've heard there is something in the works. There is something yes. in the works. Yes, I've been following it closely. But but something in the works is not something now. And I want something now. <laughs> I want my cake and I want to eat it too. And I want to eat it now. I'm sorry, yeah, what was we that? Got, we, got a, well, we were cheated out of it. We got a very, very bad... Um, Stargate Universe. We got three right. seasons. It ended on a cliffhanger. Well, that Universe was, was okay, but I was more going to talk about Origins. Oh, that the web, web series. series that came out in 2017 that was supposed to be a... A thank you to the long-term fans of the series for sticking around. It was they hot gave water us a, trash. Yeah, a slap in the face of 10 10-minute 10 web episodes that did nothing but um poop all over canon. Sorry. I mean, <laughs> yeah, it's 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 bad. It was bad. I don't know if you guys have seen it at all or I I, I stopped at Atlantis because I heard universe kind of It had its its moments. If you enjoy Robert Carlyle in any fashion, watch Universe. He is magnificent. He is conniving. He's secretive. He's completely out um, for his own means. Yeah, he's the the nearest thing to the series bad guy. But he's on the ship and actively Mm. kind of Mm. working to further his own ends. And I would watch Robert Carlyle eat a dictionary. Um, I think <laughs> as um, soon as you said the name, I'm like, I know who that is. Why do I know yeah. who that is? Um, he's oh, yeah. been thought you were going somewhere different with that one. <laughs> <laughs> I even watched oh. Once Upon a Time just to watch him as Rumple Stiltskin. He was he's my favorite Rumple Stiltskin. He uh, it just mwah, love it. Um, Ravenous. <laughs> He plays, amazing. he plays a great film. But it is, it is worth watching. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, we totally broke him. Just for his performance alone. And also Lou <sighs> Diamond Phillips. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I've, I've never heard anybody say that they would uh, 
watch somebody eat a dictionary. That just, I don't know why <laughs> that just struck me funny. And I really enjoyed that. <sighs> yeah, that's a good one. That's going to get used later. Okay. Some celebrities who have literally read phone books and I have watched those videos. Yes. There, there's a few people whose voices would just, Joanna Longley is another one. I she, just read to me, please. Mm-hmm. I love her voice. It's, it's amazing. Who is that? Why can't I think of who it is? Uh, she was in absolutely fabulous as Patsy, the wonderful drunk. If you know, yeah, yeah. British. 90s British comedy. It was Jennifer mm-hmm. Saunders and Joanna Lumley, and they were two kind of mid 40s social fashionistas that were completely delusional about their age and okay. the fact that they couldn't party like they're 20. I think there was an American version. They of did it. try to make an American version of it, but it didn't work as well. Ab fab. <laughs> Yeah, but, um, she's a very yeah, I, aristocratic kind of... British okay lady with a wonderful accent. Oh yeah, <laughs> okay, that sounds familiar. I I'm trying to place it, but I'll have to look it up later. But okay, British people with their beautiful accents. We're over here with our American accents, and I'm just trying not to swoon in my head about the Irish accents coming through my computer. That's we just can't say water properly. So Hi, Irish accents plural. Excellent. <laughs> Poor Kira here always gets mistaken for an American by Irish people for some reason. That's the hilarious. Rome has a really soft accent that uh, doesn't translate very well. Hmm. Because every county here has a different accent, just to be extra confusing. Well, yeah. Well, in a I mean, country that's the same size as the state that we live in, why not make it more confusing? <laughs> <laughs> and they vary wildly from coast to coast as what, well. What state are you in? We're in Michigan. Probably not even that size. <laughs> I think Lower Peninsula. But... How, how long would it take you to drive from one side of the state to the other? Um, Four hours. So from my from my Which house to my direction? mom's house is about three hours. Well, from Malin to Mizzenhead is what four hours? About five hours, but that's more because of crap roads. Yeah, that's point to point on really really bad country roads that are basically two tracks with grass in the middle. Yeah, mm-hmm. and that you've driven the entire length of Ireland. <laughs> you also have to watch out for sheep. If you're, yeah, sheep, pheasants, cows, <laughs> people on bicycles. If you're going north to south, Michigan, you're looking at twelve hours. Oh wow! Maybe. Oh yeah, you're way bigger. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, I think you're east, pretty close. But to if that. you're going east to west, on the bottom half, maybe four hours max. In the it's, upper it's peninsula, you're probably close to seven. Yeah. So according to a quick Google search, the island of Ireland is about the same size as the state of Indiana. There you go. But I just, my mom, my mom and my brother went to Ireland in 2014, no, 2012. Not jealous. And their, their native, their friend that they were visiting, they wanted to go. I don't remember where they were going. And Alex was complaining about how far of a drive it was. And my brother's like, it's like if I drove from my parents' house to Detroit, it's two and a half hours. He's like, but that's the other side of the country. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's pretty much the way we think about it. Yeah. I totally don't blame you. I don't blame I get you. it. All right. So we've, we've mentioned it a couple times. And uh, 
you, you guys were talking about how somebody played the perfect villain. So let's transition away from Star Trek and go into these the other main topic for tonight. Uh, we've got about uh, 10, 15 minutes where we can talk about this. So let's talk about villains and our favorite villains and what makes them so good. So we're going to give our guests here, Mono Rants, the first crack at this to tell us who their favorite villains are and what makes them so good. Well, I think it's only fitting that we pick somebody from the boys universe and uh, we'll have to go at Homelander. Yeah. Anthony Starr is just fantastic as Homelander. Um, you, you will have seen him in the first episode, at least that you watched of the boys, but he just, he plays this narcissistic, incredibly imbalanced, um, adolescent, <laughs> yeah, man child, uh, who just needs to have his mis- ego massaged at all moments. Um, but at the same time is this masterful showman and he just the way it's developed particularly across the two seasons that we have so far it's just it's done so well mm-hmm. it's done so well you can really get inside this this nutcases um inside his psyche basically he's he's awful he's oh he's horrible he is he is absolutely horrible now he's actually toned down a small bit from the graphic novels mm-hmm. um because in the graphic novels, he is truly, truly evil. Because even some things can't be made for TV. No. Yeah. Um, he's more nuanced with, in the show, I would is, say. Yeah, no, he's very 2D in, in the comic books. Um, a lot of the characters are, given it that it's a more limited medium, they've been all been fleshed out in really okay. interesting ways. But Homelander has become very nuanced. His paranoia his obsession with fame and having everybody love him that consumes him then drives him to commit horrendous acts mm-hmm. very very interesting to watch his complete disregard for everybody else around him i did like how in season two though he won't go full nazi no that that's his line <laughs> they have a character in season two called stormfront who was also a brilliant villain um, and she's supposed to be one of the first superheroes, but she was actually created by a Nazi scientist and um, not in the kind of Captain America good scientist, but stuck working uh, for the Nazis. Actually, skull card carrying member of the Nazi party and proud and made this Aryan superhero. And she's still around in the modern day and she's trying to get Homelander on side. And there's a bit towards the end of season two where um, she's kind of letting the Nazi out a bit more and talking about her ideas of like a, a final solution. And you can see Homelander's like, but uh, he, he has a line about what about the wrong people. There's a couple of billion of them. They won't just sit down and, and take it. And you can see the cogs turning in his head. And he's like, well, if she wants to kill all these people, then they won't be there to worship me. <laughs> that's that's all he's concerned with is just the love and adoration. And he will do anything to get it and to keep it no matter how despicable and what lengths he has to go to as you see with the airplane scene in season one Ugh. where <laughs> Kathleen knows what I'm talking about Ugh. he's yeah. just and it's it's one of those one of those things with the villain where you hate this character this character is awful but they portray it so well it, that... it is um, very very similar to 
that poor kid who played Joffrey in Game of Thrones. Yes. Yeah. He went to in Trinity College Dublin, which is in the centre of the city. It's also open to the public public because it houses the Book of Cows. Yeah, it's a big tourist attraction. So he would be trying to go about his day and then having people verbally assault him because his portrayal of Jeffrey Joffrey was so good and people hated him for mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. And okay. it's a very, very similar thing that to get somebody who can make you loathe them on screen. But then when you see them in person out of character, you, the separation between the two is um that much harder yeah yeah that means you've done your job yeah it yeah. really really does yeah i mean i i feel bad that you know the actors are are somebody you know can't make that separation but i also think that that means you've really done a, a really good job as an actor if, if that's the first thing that people think of when they see you is that hey you were that one jerk and that one thing that they watched that one time you know, I'm not a jerk in real life. Come on, <laughs> I'm really a nice guy. TV. I'm a nice guy. All right, excellent. Now, uh, is that a pick for both of you or just for one of you? Uh, well, I think it would be for both, but Carrie, you, you wanted to talk Zorg, I think, didn't I you? I love Emmanuel Zorg from The Fifth Element, I really do. I can't complain. <laughs> Make your case. Make my case. He makes a deal with somebody called Mr. Death. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> to destroy it, which is a planet destroying black star that's just moving through the galaxy, eating everything. And he's offering up planets on a platter. Not the actions of a good guy, I suppose. No. Plus, his head starts leaking this black ooze halfway through it. Well, there is that. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, I've. Not a good sign. <laughs> Also proof that Gary Oldman can play anything. So I love oh, Gary yeah. Oldman. Again, he's another one that I cannot keep him in the cupboard. <laughs> <laughs> there's that. Yeah, there's always that. Uh, doesn't need to be trapped in a cupboard. Yeah. Oh, I, make him come out and, and reenact bits of Leon for me. And then, you know, back in the cupboard and then come out and do bits of Dracula. Nice. Mm-hmm. I did like how in... Uh, in fifth element that his character was just, I don't think he was an overtly smart evil man, but I do think that he was hungry for more, for more than what he had. And so he was willing to take anything, but that also made him a bit snarky. And I liked the level of sarcasm that he had when talking with, um, the aliens that came, I can't remember the name of the... Oh, when name. they come to collect the firearms? Yeah, and they're all there for the yeah. guns. And he's pushing and the buttons and, you know... And he doesn't have somebody lower down who can deal with this for him because he needs yeah. to micromanage everything. Exactly. <laughs> See, she gets it. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, that's that's always a good fun. I God, I love that movie. Oh, um, yeah. And yeah. he's so dramatic as well. Mm-hmm. Which just adds to it all the theatricality of his insanity. Yeah, good. I think a good villain should be able to chew the scenery. Oh yes. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. They should steal everything they're in, even if they're only yeah. in it for like five minutes. Yeah. Yeah. When they show up, your eyes better be on them. Yes. I absolutely agree. Fantastic. Good picks uh, for both of you. Good on you. All right, uh, Nick. How about you? What's uh, what's the villain that you like, and why are they so good? One of the villains that I really enjoy is 
the Sheriff of Nottingham, played mm. by Keith Allen from the BBC Robin Hood. That's a good one. He was... And not Alan Richmond. <laughs> uh, Keith Allen. <laughs> no, um, not Alan Rickman, but still, still good. Right. So he he totally toyed with Robin Hood's emotions easily, and he literally like gave Robin Hood hope at times, and then was like, mm, "I already killed them this morning, so you were kind of late to the party." <laughs> What did he threaten to cut somebody's heart out with a spoon because they were a twit? <laughs> <laughs> he he wasn't silly like that. He 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 was more serious. Like, no, you're gonna die if I want you to. Okay. He was a little bit of a darker sheriff, which I mean I liked, mm -hmm. but. And Guy of Gisborne in that series was also really good, too. So they both fed off of each other. and Yeah. Okay. That was a good show. Until yeah, it wasn't. Yeah, there was... You have to suspend your belief... You can't a little bit change uncertain things. the lore. <laughs> like that's the thing that bothers me is you can't change the lore. Marvel would disagree with you. Well, Marvel that's disagrees with their own lore. Robin Hood lore has a number of different variations depending on what age period you're looking at. There are additions to it in, in older, in later copies of the story because it was handed down through the oral tradition. Variations will occur naturally depending on region. That is true. That that is fair. But and depending on what the merchants were trying to sell. Yes. Because that was Robin Hood's um kind of rise as a, as a mythology was was based around the new merchant class at the time. And mm -hmm. they saw themselves as kind of their own little Robin Hoods, in yeah. that they were they were self-made men. They weren't rich just because they were nobles. They they had wares to trade and they had made themselves and they saw themselves as being more helpful to the community. And this, um, the Robin Hood myth was kind of created around the time. And I know that the whole, the red, the red hood aspect was specifically put in by, um, oh, it's a, it's a dye, ma by dye manufacturers. Mm. And Will Scarlet as well, named for the, the, the tights. It was all, everything. Yeah, they're, whole they're all described is as really being... important in the Robin Hood myths yeah and it's because like dye manufacturers were, were, were like yeah hey put some good color stuff in there for us that's funny it's weird how stories evolve like that though over time yeah for sure all right excellent kathleen what's your pick um i actually went kind of the the i'm gonna say it, i went the basic white girl route with my favorite villain Ooh, who's your pumpkin spice pick Loki. <laughs> Loki is totally the pumpkin spice of villains, too. Like, that actually makes sense. Yeah, really, really does. We don't get that as much here, but yeah, I, I can say it. The, he's, he's, the, this uh, villain characters checklist thing that you sent to us, Tim, 
With V, he's convinced he's the good guy. He has very he has many, many likable qualities. He's worthy enough of an opponent to make your hero look good. Like he he's got all of the the basic villain characteristics. He's I mean he's kind of a fool, but he's not a bumbler. He's not tripping over his words. He's likable and funny and uplifting. Mm-hmm. And then he he's no Jar Jar Banks. <laughs> No, Jar Jar Binks is a bumbling <laughs> And we're thankful that he's not. And actually, it was Nick that sent it. So just we're... Well, whoever it was. Well, you know, I try to be... I don't know. That was somewhere around the same time that I hit a turkey. So I don't know what's going on anymore. You hit a turkey? I did with my van. Did you kill it? Yes. Did you bring it home and eat it? No. What's wrong with you? Well, I didn't want to deal with it. Uh, <laughs> it was it's walking down the side of the road and I'm like pulled around it to give it space and the stupid thing takes off and goes right into my windshield oh. Un- unfortunately wild turkey does not taste as good as it really doesn't oh, that's as, a shame. as the store bought incapacitated they don't can't stand up on their legs turkeys right those, <laughs> so. are, the, those are the plump chunk, chunky ones yeah, exactly like alright so yeah, well, I can't complain with the Loki pick. I'm, I'm a little. It, it was a really though. close tie between him and Kilgrave. Okay. Well, but very good. That my only argument for Kilgrave is David Tennant. Excellent. David Tennant does do good villain. He does. Yeah. Have you guys? Any of you guys seen um, Final Space? No. It's an animated series on Netflix, and David Tennant plays the bad guy in that, and you would not think it was him at all. Ooh. Really? Okay. Yeah. And it's got to put this back up on the screen. Ron, I love you. That's awesome. <laughs> uh, all right. So, what about you, uh, Timothy? Well, my pick has already been has already been proclaimed, but it wasn't actually taken. Oh. It's Kilgrave. Cuz he's fantastic. Yeah. So, I originally, I mean, the Star Wars fan in me wants to say Darth Vader, right? Okay, so I want to say Darth what? Vader. Because there's a lot of things, if you go down that list, that checklist that Nick sent us, that I could go, yeah, I could make an argument for almost many of the things on that list for it to be Darth Vader. But as I'm reading it, I'm also going, yeah, but you know what? As much as when Darth Vader comes on the screen, my eyes are fixed to him and I want to know what's going on. Mm -hmm. And I'm always ready for more Darth Vader. I would love to see a a Darth Vader miniseries or something along those lines where we get to see more of him like we saw him in that couple minute stint in Rogue One of him just going at it. I want to see full full force Darth Vader, you know? more days? Yeah. I'm still not sure that we're going to see much of that in Obi-Wan, but I'm, I'm curious. I think we're so gonna anyway, see a little. I think we're we're gonna see it. We're gonna see a lightsaber fight. I think between Obi Wan and Vader. But I, I looked at all that and I went, you know what? It was Kilgrave mm-hmm. because as much as I liked Jessica Jones in season one, it was Kilgrave that kept me coming back. Right. It was Kilgrave that I was so disappointed he was not in season two. You know. Mm-hmm. I was hoping that somehow, some way he was coming back like all good Marvel villains. They're not really ever dead. They just, you know, some blip of the sun or the solar right. system did a thing. And, you know, this moon ran into that star or, or whatever. And, <laughs> you know, and, and Kilgrave was going to come back. He's clever. He's he's 
very persuasive now. Yeah, he's he's proud. He's deceitful. He's jealous, especially of Jessica Jones, the hero of the show. He's mm-hmm. vengeful. He'll stop at nothing. I was going down this list and I'm going, ooh, yeah, Kilgrave, 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 Kilgrave. Mm-hmm. I guess it's Kilgrave. Uh, so, yeah, it, as much as I wanted it to be Darth Vader because the Star Wars fanboy in me, I had to come back to it being Kilgrave. And I'm still hoping somewhere, some way, somehow, we I get to see more of David Tennant as Kilgrave because A, David Tennant, and B, Kilgrave was just that good. Because the the other thing that's not on this checklist and the reason why I like certain uh, villains over other villains is that they actually scare me. And Kilgrave did enough for me to go, yeah, I would never want to meet that dude. <clears throat> you know? Um, yeah, there's just something about him, even, even if he, you know, take away, take away his powers. Cause that's what I, I always do, you know, to, to make it something where it's realistic, mm-hmm. take away the power that Kilgrave had. You take away all the powers that Darth Vader has. Would you want to run into that guy? Because Darth Vader though, at that point turns into just a, a sobbing, you know, angsty teenager who doesn't like sand who, you know, uh, got took away from his, off. yeah, who, you know, Little but then, yeah, a little orphan Annie, exactly. And then it becomes, and then it be, but, but with Kilgrave, there's still all these other things that he has going for him without his powers that make him just a righteous pain in the butt to deal with. So I think that's the foundation of a good villain, though, is not a, an everyday person who's acquired something, it's somebody who either has um, a vengeance or an intelligence there. That's the driving force, regardless of mm-hmm. any like supernatural powers or circumstance. I think if they don't have that, the conniving drive, it doesn't work as well. Oh, I agree. And I think too, this is what kind of what separates him from like a, a villain like Thanos. We knew Thanos was going to lose. It was inevitable. It had to happen. Okay. Um, but with, go ahead. I'm sorry. I was just, I was hoping somebody would bring up Thanos. You're okay to explode. I just Thanos. don't. I don't think Thanos was that good of a villain. He has his he has his high points, but he was he was the defeatable villain, and it was very obvious from the beginning. You knew it had to yeah. happen. But with with Kilgrave, I was never certain that she was actually going to beat him, and I was hopeful that she wouldn't, and that you know that we would see more of him. Uh, with Thanos, I was like, yeah, he's he's a villain, and yeah, there's a lot going on here, and there's there's a lot of fighting and action and all these different things but he was the very defeatable villain so yeah so my it question was the is disappointing boss fight <laughs> it was the disappointing boss fight of video games yeah of him being set up for so long and then when we actually got him it was like oh yeah that wasn't all all that so how many doctors have become villains in the batman universe all of them <laughs> yeah well, well, I meant Doctor Who Doctor. <laughs> uh, three. Think about it, Tim. All of them. I they love. They all have PhDs. You guys can come back That's next week. <laughs> um, but I uh, of no, actors it. who have played Doctor Who who have then become <laughs> villains at least three of the modern day. Uh, well, yeah, Chris he was in GI Joe before he was a doctor. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
But he played and the villain then, in Sky Joe. He went on to be Wurzel Gummidge, which could technically be a villain as he caused many children's nightmares. <laughs> Wurzel Gummidge is not a villain. No, but he did scare the life out of a lot of children. And then Is that something that translates actually? Does Wurzel Gummidge mean anything to you guys? Not a bit. I'm not a clue. Oh, um, it was... Uh, John Pertwee, who was the doctor who, after Tom Baker, who was the doctor with the really, really long scarf. Okay. Uh-huh. Who's Sean Pertwee's dad yeah. as well. He then went on to star in a children's show where he was a scarecrow that came to life called Rosal Gummidge. And it was on here in the 80s. And um, I think it might be on YouTube. They were going to it is re- on YouTube, yeah. reboot it. And then they remembered that it scares children <laughs> it's just it's one of those things where like yeah it's it's, it's i have a very real fond memories and sweet show but just there's something about about the way he yeah. looks it's really unsettling okay well hey we got to start wrapping this up uh guys but uh if you would could you guys please again remind everybody where to find mono rants and and what your show's about yeah, we cover everything to do with Amazon's superhero TV show, The Boys, on Mono Rants, The Boys. And we cover a few of our favorite films on Mono Rants at the Movies. And you can find us on Twitter at Rants Mono. We're on Instagram, though I barely use it, at uh, Mono Rants underscore the underscore boys. And if anybody wants to drop us an email, they can send it to Mono Rants Podcast at gmail.com. Fantastic. Yeah, sorry for that. I was just, I was having such a good time listening to you guys and talking with you guys. All of a sudden I looked up and I'm like, holy cow, our, our hour's almost done. And so, yeah. Oh, wow. <laughs> that was the thing I wanted to say before we it has, go It has it. gone along quite quickly. Go ahead, Matt Kathleen. Smith does have a villain role coming out, too. Oh, does he? Okay. In the um, Game of Thrones prequel. So all elves become villains and all doctors become villains. Got it. Especially in the Batman universe. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. All right. Anyway, you were saying? So last Friday, our guest, you know him from Star Trek, The Next Generation, The Big Bang Theory, and even the webisode called The Guild. But he also has become quite prolific at doing voiceover work and book narration, but also is a blogger, a gamer, and an author who has released a... An annotated, an, an, annotated, yes, version of his memoir, now entitled "Still Just a Geek," and that is Will Wheaton. Game over, move high. Hey, this is Will Wheaton, and you are listening to the Funny Science Fiction Podcast. You can still find that episode of the Funny Science Fiction Podcast on our YouTube channel and your favorite audio podcast providers. And remember, guys, your subscription to our YouTube channel is a major help, so please do not forget to push the button that makes the remember to like and subscribe things show up at the bottom of our screen no <laughs> that was supposed to be up there all episode but hey in the 59th minute you know, you've got everything else on point tonight tim we're gonna let this one slide Perfect. probably not but okay well no we're gonna mock you for it for the rest of your life but okay i'm fine with that <laughs> all right guys this week our guest is a distinguished actor voice actor that you've seen in many movies 
TV shows. Uh, let's see. Pirates of the Caribbean. Deadpool. Galaxy Quest. Community. And even in X-Files. You've heard him in the animated Guardians of the Galaxy as Thanos. Transformers games as Soundwave. And a bunch of other things. Hi, this is Isaac C. Singleton Jr., and you are listening to the Funny Science Fiction Podcast. Yeah, so this Friday we're sharing our conversation with Isaac C. Singleton Jr., a super cool guy with an impressive resume with a whole bunch of stuff that Kathleen just read off. Uh, and that's just a small version of what's on his IMDb list. Uh, he come, he also, in the, our conversation, explains how he came up with the voice for Thanos before Josh Brolin actually portrayed him on screen in the in the uh, Marvel's an, animated MCU. And he's also talks about how he became Soundwave and all these different things. How he even got into acting is kind of an interesting story. But be sure to tune in this Friday, uh, this Friday morning. You can watch it, of course, here on YouTube, or you can listen to it on your favorite audio podcast provider. All right. Well, that's all we got. That's it. That's the show. That's Why all there is. I don't know, because she started it, so I just went with it. Because it was fun. <laughs> I wanted to see how many people would do it. <laughs> and we want to also thank of course our guest uh Niall and, and Kiara for uh from Mono Rants for for coming on and, and spending a, an hour of nerdery with us thanks for having us guys yeah very thank much uh, appreciate it enjoyed your guys uh your guys time with us get some sleep Definitely. right yeah exactly. <laughs> all right guys that's going to conclude us for funny science fiction podcast the live edition see you next week on behalf of the rest of the hosts of Funny Science Fiction, we'd like to thank you for listening to this episode. If you'd like to be a guest on one of our future episodes, please contact us by means of our Facebook group, Funny Science Fiction. You can find us on Twitter or Instagram using the handle at Funny Sci-Fi, or you can go to DraytonAllen.com and click the Contact Me link at the bottom of the page. Thanks again. Hope you enjoyed the episode. <laughs>